Okay, let's not even get into no intro. Let's just go right into the news. All right. It's been all around the fucking internet, the Cody Rhodes thing. So, yes, sir. what do you want to know about it? Everything. <laughs> it's weird that sounds. Okay. Moment one. <laughs> okay. So, remember we reported on this podcast months ago, months and months and months ago, probably like almost a year ago, that there was some detention between the EVPs. And people yeah. were like, nah, it's not real. Never happened. And I was like, okay, maybe maybe, maybe we were wrong. Oh, th- no, that's not true. It actually was some tension. Like, all of that shit, like, led up to this thing. Because it started there. Then it was the Cody lost power. And then it was like, he just was there. He just was there. He wasn't doing nothing. He wasn't getting booked. Because remember when that thing came out when Tony Khan was like, no, I have all the control over the book. I'm running the show. I'm booking yeah. everything. He, he took power away from Cody. So it was like, he's doing it. And it was like, okay. And shit just kept happening in waves. And it was like, all these little things that led up to Cody going, you know what? I'm done. Like, he was like, either you pay me a lot more money or, or whatever the fuck, but I'm done. And they said, no, we're not going to pay you any more money. They were like, he was like, all right, I'm done. So that's how that played out. Now, automatically, there's a bunch of fans that's going, this has to be a work. This has to be a work. This is a work. This is a work. Like, the only reason I really want this to be a work is because I want people who are close to this situation, who are reporting, saying, oh, the people who think this is a work is idiots. Like, I can't believe you're so stupid to believe that. I want this to be a work so bad just so those people can be like, damn, it was a work they got us. Oh my God. Like, I want I want those people to be like, oh shit, they actually got us. But the bad part is, it's not a work. It's not. That's the bad part. Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> That's the bad part. So, a lot of people have been like, oh my god, this is like the downfall of AEW. I'm not going to say it's the downfall of AEW. It's not because AEW is going to survive. The factors of all of this shit that Cody is taking with him is the kind of a weird existential game changer because it's like it's an actual accidental game changer but it's weird it is so weird because think about it you have Cody Rhodes big star if WWE treats him right it's like okay cool other AEW stars are gonna jump but here's the here's a little twist to that Cody jumps Cody still owns Nightmare Factory he's still bringing up new wrestlers that sometimes get fed to AEW that could now start getting fed to WWE it's like oh that's something new also his connection with QT Marshall MJF Ricky Starks he's over there all of those people are like Cody is it okay to go back is it okay to go back and Cody's like Yo, I'm having a time of my life, and I'm getting paid all this money. Dog, come on. Like, your contract is up in a year or so. Come on. 
Like, hey, bro, hey, look, I'm getting all this money. Oh, and also, I'm doing this other thing over here. I'm just saying, what's up? And it's like, these are your friends, like your close friends, and you're telling them that, like, oh, shit, the grass is actually greener on the other side. Now they're jumping, and it could be, like, this legit game changer if this, like, if WWE plays their cards right, it becomes a game changer where this starts to turn into the actual war where people were leaving and jumping shows and it turns into like this could change WWE for real this could like change everybody's favor and be like oh oh okay well we do want to go to WWE it's not going to change the fan perception none of the fans are going to change it's just going to change the wrestlers perception and that's yeah. all that matters because the fans I have seen the fans go from degenerate idiots to fucking psychopathic nerds it is the it was the weirdest fucking thing because as soon as this broke everybody was like oh my god this can't be real it can't be real and of course tony khan put out the email hey um all y'all get on social media and just say how much you love cody and tell him goodbye so everybody did that it was like okay and then all of the fans like you had half of the fans going crying like Oh my God, AEW's dead. Cody, how could you do this? You killed the company. And I'm like, dog, the company is good. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, oh my like God. You... Type, type of like traitor and shit. Yeah, like they they went to this like extreme level of like, I hate Cody. Cody, how could you do this? You killed the company. You built this company to run away from them. Why would you go back? And it just got, it just got really fucking psychopathic. It's like, Dude, what the fuck? Like, why are you like this? And then it was like, the other side, the WWE fans was like, oh, cool. Like, bring Cody over. And it was like, because it was like, I'm not going to lie. I did see a couple of fans like, yeah, come on. Come on, bring him over. Yeah, like, yeah, you know that it's better than WWE. And it's like, no, like, chill. Like, he's only here for the money. But the other fans, like the hard, like the Hartford deep down fans and just like us were like, I don't give a fuck if he comes over here. I'm still not really a fan of his. It's like, I don't care. Yeah, this is a big moment. This is a game changer, but it's like, do I really give a fuck about him? It's like, eh, it's not It's not doing nothing for me. It's not making me go like, oh, I'm going to watch more WWE or like, like the product more. It's like, eh. And you know, like the people who actually had fucking like legit real criticisms of Cody are literally, and some of them were WWE fans, some of them weren't, but they are still with the same mindset of we still have a bad taste in our mouth for this guy even though he's going to the company that we like, and it's like we still have a bad taste in our mouth. And it's like it's just the it's just the weirdest reaction to him leaving, like, I can't believe that people are actually just like breaking down and going mental over this. And it's like, it's just like one person on the internet that is like still to this day is still fucking just talking about, yo, this is a work. You guys are so dumb. This is all a work. And I'm like, dog, like in the first 30 minutes, I'd have been like, yeah, it's a work. And fucking three days after it comes out and everything that has fell out through this, it's like, no, this is not a work. This ain't it. This ain't it, pal. It's like, but it, it's like, it's not a work. It's not a work. And like, I like I said, 
if this is a work, they have me. They have me and they have all of the smart people. Like, if this, it, yeah, if this is a work, it's definitely working. But this is not a work. Now, there's like things that falls out with the Cody move. From what I've already heard, there's no immediate plans to use Brandy at all. So that that's a that's a godsend. Yes. And Cody is going to like from what I've heard, if he does some of WWE, he's gonna be factored in WWE in a big way, in a big substantial, huge way. And like I said earlier, if he is featured in that huge way, it sends a message to the other stars like, okay, if I jump, I'm going to be okay. They're not just going to bury me and I'm going to die. Like, this could like this could potentially be a big change, but at the same time, it's like one of those things you don't see coming and it happens and you're like, oh shit, it, like that happened. This will make this this shit like a legit war, I think. It yeah, and work. like, and like the other people that like I already know is probably will come back is Brian Danielson. Once he gets all of his wrestling out, he'll come back. Jericho, mm-hmm. Jericho already signed like another two year contract, but like in a few years from now, Jericho will be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going back. Like those type of people are the people that you're like, oh, they're definitely going back. Another person is Kenny Omega, and that one, I don't want to be on the internet for that because I know exactly how the fan base is going to turn because it's going to be the people that hate him because he's over in AEW and the WWE fans are going to be like, you know what? I kind of like this guy now. And it's going to be like, dude, you fucking hate him. Don't do that. Like, you're such a dick. And then it's going to be the fucking AEW fans gonna be like they want to just kill themselves because it's like oh my god like our hero leaves and it's like it's okay like I don't like I didn't understand this like I didn't understand how like how people just put Cody on his pedestal and was like you're leaving you're killing the company it's like are you not gonna watch like seriously are you not gonna fucking watch like what are you talking about they're still gonna watch wait but okay so like this is actually really funny and like okay. we stopped like we stopped talking about ratings a long time ago but we like we have to do this because this is really funny because it ties into okay. the dumbass story because it was a story and Meltzer and Brian were talking and they read an email and Brian goes like he reads the email and the guy says me and my friends are going to stop watching AEW because Cody's gone. We feel like he betrayed us and he left. And Brian said, that's so fucking dumb. Why did you make me read the email? And Dave said, dude, he was like, I don't know. I found it funny because that's so stupid. Nobody's going to just stop watching and like not watch. The fucking ratings came out and last week they did like a million. They did 800,000 this week and they did like one of their lowest ratings ever and it's like wait could they actually have stopped watching because of Cody like is that a real thing because like that was fucking shocking it was like holy shit like it wasn't like a little bit you went from a million like 200,000 people stopped watching in a week and it's like 
what? Like, did like did that really happen? Like, cause it's like that joke fucking email that y'all were joking about and saying, oh, my friends are gonna stop watching because of COVID. Nobody's gonna stop watching. AEW is gonna be all right. The ratings come out and the two hundred thousand people just magically vanish, and it's like, could it be true? And the funny part is like people were like, oh, it's because. I don't know. Like, it just, this is just a rare anomaly. There's no, There was nothing on TV last night that should have dictated them getting that low of a score. And it's like, the fuck? Yeah. And somebody was like, oh, it was because of the Olympics. It's because of the Olympics. It's because of the Olympics. And they pointed out There's to the Olympics. Was like, wait, no, no. I'm going to gonna tell you. They pointed out okay. last week, last week, last Wednesday, when AEW did a million, the Olympics did 8.4 million views. This week, the Olympics did 6 million views. So they dropped drastically the next week. So you can't say, oh, it was everybody who's watching the Olympics because less people watch the Olympics this week than they did last week. And yeah. you can't be like, oh, maybe everybody was outside. Okay, if everybody was outside, then like there would be no ratings. It's just people weren't watching last night. I don't know why. It's fucking crazy, but I have no fucking clue. Now, it might be because of Cody, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, we'll find out, like, next week. Yes. Like, the ratings are because- dead. If the ratings are dead are still low, then there's something to this. Yes, because to me, it's like, the ratings weren't the ratings were low because the show wasn't like there was nothing exciting that was to the casual was like oh this thing is happening here nothing was really exciting because the week before it was like yo we have a big huge surprise we have this we have that and it was like so hyped up it was like yeah 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 and everybody was like oh we really want to see what these surprises are we want to see what's happening and this week it was just like it's another show, guys. Okay. And it was like, it was no hype to it. It was like, okay, well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, compared this show to last week, it's no, like, no contest. Yeah. It was, it was very weird. Hmm. Very like, interesting, to say the least. Yeah, it's very interesting. And, to the, like I said, to the people who are like, yo, with him leaving, it like is it gonna be so bad. It's like I immediately when he left, I was like, this is gonna make the show bearable. I'm gonna actually be able to enjoy AEW without the fact of Cody and Brandy there. But then soon as the show opened up, it was with CM Punk sitting in the ring. It was like Okay, well, I retract my statement immediately. Yes, <laughs> barrel. I bet that happened. That, that was fucking funny that day. Yeah, because it, it felt like, because like Cody is one of those things. Like he's just annoying, and like he's just there, and he just he says the wrong thing. He started like he started to try to rehab himself and be like, "Yo, I'm I said some stupid shit. I'm not that way anymore. I'm trying to be." This guy, I thought it was this. And still to this day, the fucking dumbass internet still thinks 
they were just booing him because it was cool. And it's like, no, he said some stupid shit. That's why they were booing him. Yeah. Like, and him going over to WWE, he's going to get a pop because everybody's going to be like, oh shit, it's Cody, where have he been? Especially the ones that have him watching him. And like the ones that have watched him be like, oh shit, he's over here now. But it's going to like, it's going to be a thing. But then once people start really looking at him and be like, uh, yeah, if he keeps saying dumb shit and his wife keeps saying dumb shit, it's going to be like, you know what? I'll get him out of here. Get him out of here. Like, but, like, like they, they, they won't need that publicity, you know what I mean? No, no, no. WWE's keeping them. WWE's keeping them. They're going to love him. It's the fan base is going to be really fucking dumb about it. And, like, to me, like, like, I'm, like, I already said I'm not really the hugest fan. Like, I did, like, we started giving him a pass when he was, like, doing the whole trying to rehab himself. If he keeps going with the rehabbing himself and saying the right thing outside of the ring, it's going to make me like him inside of the ring. Be like, yeah, like, I do like Cody. Like, I love him. Yeah. Like, but you just have to, you have to say what you mean and mean what you say and not just say no dumb shit. Grow the fuck up. They could monitor like his promos and all that, so they won't have that mishap or whatever. You know what I mean? Now, him outside, like Twitter or whatever, he fucked up there. You know what I mean? I don't foresee him fucking up again. Like he didn't see that with that point. Yeah, no. That's the that's the thing that bothered me was like his outside stuff. Like it wasn't even the inside stuff. But it was like his outside stuff and the dumb unawareness that he had inside the ring from the stuff outside the ring. Like every time he dragged something from the outside into the ring, it made me like him less. It's like, dude, what the fuck, dude? Like, and like I was, I was mid on Cody, like for a while because he he went from like. This guy that, like, I'm super excited to see him leave WWE. I was mm-hmm. watching him, like, in Impact, in Ring of Honor, in New Japan, and going, like, yeah, he's kind of dope. And then it was, like, a minute there where he just, like, totally leaned into his own ego and arrogance. And it was, like, eh, I'm not I'm not a fan of that. And he just kept leaning into it and just, like, getting worse and worse. Because it was, like, he was turning more into the Bucks which he's like super close with. He was leaning way more into their like their ego and assholeness, like inside and outside the ring. Where I was like, you know what? Cool. Like I'm gonna leave that alone. And that's how I started the downfall of my life of Cody Rhodes. Because he was way humble at one point. Yeah. Like when he first left, I understood his arrogance and ego for like being. For like being held down at WWE and them not seeing nothing into him. And I'm like, yeah, because I thought he was going to be world champion. When he went to Impact and he started kicking ass, I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool. He went to Ring of Honor. He had his little swag. I was like, all right, I like that. He went to New Japan. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Once he started hanging out with the Bucks and started catching their personality, it was like, Ugh, yuck. It was like, yuck. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Yeah. But back to AEW. So Punk starts off the show sitting in the ring and he calls out MJF and he's talking about how much he wants to fight MJF. 
and he kept bringing up Piper in Portland, Piper in Portland, and he challenges MJF to a dog collar match. And like everybody on the internet goes, oh my God, this is so cool. And they said it on commentary. They were like, we had a dog collar match already between Cody and Brody Lee. And then like the people was like, no, but like this is different. This is gonna be MJF and CM Punk at the pay-per-view in a dog collar match. And like to me, dog collar match is just like a bull rope match or a chain match. But it's just you're connected by the neck and you're just blood. You're gonna get bloody, and then, like that's the only. Thing. It's really no huge difference. Yeah, it's no Except huge like... difference. Yeah. And he like he challenged MJF. MJF came out and he he was so sad he didn't say anything and it was like okay like to me like to me that did like that didn't. Like, it didn't blow me away and make me feel like, oh my god, I need to see this match, because it's like, I'm already over this feud, it was over it a couple weeks ago, it's just, it's just not for me now. Like, I'm super over it. Like, him beating Punk, like, in that, like, if Wardlow interfering and all that, that should have been the last match. My opinion. No, but you, you knew that, you knew that it was gonna be more, because he did the cheating, and all of the bullshit, and that's how he got there. So you knew it was like, eh, it's gonna be more. Mm. No, of course you see but it like, coming, but you know what I mean? Like it should have ended there. Yeah, it should like it should have been that way, but it's like, eh, whatever, dude. Like it, it totally fucking just. Like I'm like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's not something, but it's the first thing in the paper. Then we have a backstage with Jurassic Express and they're talking. And this went kind of like weird um, automatically because Jungle Boy says, well, next week we're going to have a battle royal to see who we're going to face at Revolution. And then Christian goes, well, there's going to be a ring battle royal to see who else you're going to face at at Revolution, it's like, wait, what? Like, it's two tag team battle royals back to back, and the winners yeah. fight them in a three way. It was like, what the? Uh, okay, I, 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 I don't get it. Depending how they do it, I, I like it or whatever. Like, that was well, like, I don't know if I ever mentioned this in the podcast. WD had one years ago and mm-hmm. it wasn't really team. There was like random people. Like the winners were test in D Lo. But yeah, like, it was kind of cool. Like they did that. You could make a brand new tag team no, with that. That was like that was cool, but like that's not how they're gonna do it. They're actually gonna do it with the tag team. Like they're not gonna do it like that. It's just the tag teams. It's just the tag teams. Yeah. Not cool. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll talk about it later on. So okay. then we have Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty, and it was a awesome match. Yes. It was a really awesome match. Like I love that match. I think it was like probably 
one of my favorite matches. Well, it was definitely my favorite match of the night, but like it was super, it was super cool. Typically, these matches are like not my cup of tea like that, but like mm-hmm. this was match of the night. Yeah, I, I love this. And the funny part about it was like, it was like, it was a lot of people who never saw Lee Moriarty was like, oh my God, like this dude is super cool. And I'm like, yeah. And at the end, Brian beats him and Brian shakes his hand, which is basically him saying, hey, I'm going to, like, I want you in my dojo. And then Moxie comes out. Moxie cuts a promo on him and says, listen, we were supposed to fight a couple years ago at some place, but you didn't show up or something happened that we didn't have a match. And like, this is like, okay, this is what bothered me and fucking pissed me off like so bad. It pissed me off to like no end. Cause he said that, right? He said, we never had, we never had our match. So automatically the stupid ass internet fans was like, they never wrestled before? Oh my God, this is a three match. They never wrestled before. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, because as soon as I heard him say that, I was like, oh my God, I hope people don't take this the wrong way. And people immediately took it the wrong way. And it's like, dude, they had matches before. They had matches before. He's just talking about this one specific match that they didn't have that he's saying Brian ran away from. And if you read deeply into it, the only reason he said that was because they didn't have the match because Brian got signed. That's why he didn't have a match. So he was trying to insinuate that he ran through another company just to escape him. But people are like, they're like, they never had a match. It's like, what the fuck? They had a match. They had a fucking match. They had a couple of fucking matches. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, it, it just bothered the fuck out of me. It's like, I can't believe people are this stupid. There's footage out there. Like, he could easily find it. Yes. And the whole thing was, Moxley was like, dude, do you want to form this thing because you're scared of me and you know you can't beat me? Or are you really serious about this? And he said, either way, you're going to have to take it in blood. And it's like, okay. Okay. (laughs) So they're going to have a match. And even they're going to wind up being a team after this or they're just going to be fighting each other. I don't, I, I don't know, but they're going to have a match at Revolution. So like, to me, it was like, I feel like this is counterproductive. And I know people are like, what do you mean it's counterproductive? It's like, it was supposed to be an ultimatum. Like, either you're going to fight me or we're going to team. It was one of the two. It was supposed to be an ultimatum. I was like, nah, that's not how we're working. We're 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 not working like that. Like, what the fuck? That's so weird. Two things with that. It brings back. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the movie, mm-hmm. which is probably this quote: "There will be blood." Remember that quote? <laughs> so yeah. regardless, there will be blood. Second off, yeah, but that what... commercial they show on that. Okay, no los dos. Why not both? They could fight and be friends. <laughs> Yeah, but to me, it felt like to me, it felt like it was. It feels like it was too much, and it was a waste. And I just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Yeah. 
we had a Keith Lee promo where Keith Lee was talking about how cool he is and how cool it is to be here and he's really cool. He was like, okay. Wasn't, wasn't mad at it, but it was like, okay. <laughs> we had Wardlow versus Max Astor from the claim. And of course, Wardlow did beat him, but it seemed like it took him a while to beat him. And then both of the acclaim jumps Wardlow and Sean Spears does nothing. It's like, what the fuck was you out there for? Like you did nothing. That's gonna come back to haunt him eventually. Watch. Oh no, it's it's definitely gonna come back to haunt him because when Wardlow finally turns, like it's gonna happen. Which of the two is your opinion? Of Sean Spears or MJF? Sean Spears is going to get his ass whooped, but MJF is going to get, like, the worst of it. Okay. (laughs) And it was funny because, like, with Wardlow winning, Wardlow actually qualifies in that battle royal. And what was funny, after the match, Wardlow... Like beat the shit out of both of them. Then Sean Spears runs in and hits them both with a chair while they're dead. And it's like, dude, what the? Why, why would you do that? And Wardlow got pissed off. Was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? It, it was it was crazy. That's the reason he did it. Steal the spotlight. Like, yeah, I hit him. See, look at me. That type of thing. But no one yeah. cared. So then we had a backstage promo with Britt Baker, Mercedes Martinez. Jamie Hater and Brits telling Mercedes, you have to end her tonight. Then the dude from Cobra Kai, I don't know what's his name. What's Cobra Kai dude name? I forgot, but he's basically the Cobra Kai sensei, the original one, not the one they got now. Yes, because he, he told her, finish him. It's like, I was like, okay, well, yeah, all right, that's, that's what's going to happen. Like it's a cool little crossover, but like, yeah, okay, well. So then we go to the ring, and we have Hangman, and he's out there talking, and he gets interrupted by Steve Darcy, baby. And Steve Darcy says that Hangman was the lesser known Adam, and I'm like, that's a hundred percent true. And anybody who says. Otherwise, is an idiot and have no memory. Because that's a hundred percent true. Which is a and the Hangman. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not like I'm not saying that taking a dig on Hangman. I'm just saying that because it's an actual thing that happened in fucking Ring of Honor. And it was like, no, we're gonna change his name because you know we have an Adam. So they're talking like they're talking about their old memories and like how like Steve is like well Hangman you've always been number two and I've always enjoyed you I like you I think you're very cool but I'm gonna beat you for the title and Hangman's like you're not gonna do shit so basically they challenge like he starts to challenge him for the show and Steve leaves the ring but Red Dragon show back up. Red Dragon beats the shit out of Hangman until the Dark Order comes back. Also, during that, Steve Dorsey mentions that Hangman has no friends. 
He has no friends. The Bucks left him. The Dark Order left him. But Steve Dorsey has a lot of friends. And Hangman should be his friend. He's like, okay. That's interesting. Like, because I feel like that should be the other way around. Adam, yeah. being Steve, as it were, shouldn't have yeah. any friends. <laughs> yeah, but Steve has friends that hate each other because they all want to be Steve's friend. But Hangman has friends, which are the Dark Order, that saved his ass and was out there, and 10 looked like a fucking monster and just beat the shit out of all the security. So, Kill people. Yeah. So Team Insurrection came down. Jericho and Jake Hager. They hit the ring. And then LAX showed up. And when LAX showed up, Eddie Kingston came out after them. Like, oh, okay. So... The match is going. The match is going. In the middle of the match, Jericho, Judas Effects, Eddie Kingston. And everybody's like, oh my God, why did you do that? That sets up their match. Okay. But, of course, LAX does pick up the win, which, to me, okay, so, this, well, like I said, is like, we're going to get into it, but it says something to me, and like, well, it doesn't say something to me as much as it makes me want something more than I did before. Okay. Also, Jake Hager, he looks in phenomenal shape. Like, he, he, I don't know what the fuck happened to him. He disappeared, lost weight, got physically fit. Okay. Trained like a motherfucker. Yes. So then we have backstage. We have. The Young Bucks, Steve Dorsey, and Red Dragon. And they're both said, we want to be in that tag team freeway. And they, like, the Bucks say, well, we want to be in it. And Red Dragon's like, well, maybe you could be in the second one. And it was funny how Matt goes, Kyle, where have you been? Kyle said, I've been dad in a year. What about you? Nick goes, I have kids. Bobby says, I have kids. Matt says, I have kids. And Steve Dorsey goes, you all have beautiful kids. Stop arguing. <laughs> I think that's actually really fucking funny. Like, how the fuck did I have an argument? Like, who's the better parent or whatever? Like, who got the better kids? Like, what the fuck? That is so funny. So, this is where I want to talk about the tag team three-way. Okay. Because I saw LAX win, I want LAX to be in that three-way. But, here's the thing. It looks like it's going to be the Bucks and Red Dragon are going to be in there against Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Now, that's that's how they're painting this. They're literally painting it like this is what it's supposed to be. Now, what if it wasn't how it was supposed to be? What if one of those two teams, Young Bucks and Red Dragon cost the other team a spot in the match, which leads to, later on down the line, a tag team match between them. What if they, What if one costs it? Here's another thing. Like, what if LAX actually gets in, and then it's like LAX, Red Dragon, and the Luchasaurus. What about that? Like, I would enjoy that. 
I could see but, that. But of course, like they'll probably just like put the Bucks in against LAX and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, which is whatever. That's way like, too easy. But like, like I said, everybody is working under the already assumption it's going to be Ray Dragon versus the Young Bucks versus the Luchasaurus. It's like that's like it's just pinned too easy, and it literally takes like, like it. It has steps to get to the end game, but it also takes away steps to get to the end game. Because if you take away one of the teams costing the other a spot, that elongates the story to later on. You put them in this three-way where they bump up against each other. It's like whoever loses comes out to like, I want to fight you now. And they're going to have the tag team match. It's going to speed it up very quickly. But if you add extra steps, it elongates it to the fact where people are going to be more anticipation to get to it later. Like, if you just go straight to it, like, bam, here we are. Next step is this. If you elongate it, we can stretch this out to double enough. Not to mention you had the, like, side story of Steve Dorsey in it, so. Yeah, like, all of that is going to play out in, like, if, because I know this wasn't, won't happen. If Steve Dorsey wins the world title, that <laughs> sets up the extra step for the whole Kenny Omega coming back. Like, what if, like, what if that night Steve Dorsey wins and Ray Dragon wins, and they have the titles like they did before, standing there with all the gold? Like, what, like, it would be, and then, like, you just have, like, the waiting of Kenny Omega to show up eventually. The um the officially the paragon because you know that was supposed to be a thing like yeah no I I think once like something cool happens they solidify their names as the paragon yeah so, so yeah I'm I'm on like I'm all cool for that so then we had Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez. In a no DQ, no disqualification match, a lot of people did not like this because they were like, it's a lot of botches in this match. I didn't like it. And it's like, I'm going to say that I kind of agree with you guys for once. Not wrong. It was like, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the best match. And that's a shame because I like both of these people a lot. And like, it wasn't the best. And Thunder Rosa wins, which sets up that Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker match that we've been talking about. The funny part is, like, we predict stuff that AEW is going to do because we see it down online. But AEW is like, nah, we're going to give you a elongated story to get there, so you have to wait for it. Like, you totally are right, but you just have to wait for it. Eventually, like, the whole Cody MJF thing. How long did that shit take? Oh, it took a long time. So, after Thunder Rosa wins, she's down on the ground and she shakes Mercedes Martinez's hand like, yo, you're cool. Then here comes Britt Baker and Riva and Jamie Hayter and Sensei from Cobra Kai says, finisher! So, they beat the shit out of Thunder Rosa and Mercedes is like, dude, what are you doing? So, Jamie Hayter just clocks her 
from behind. Jamie Hader should be banned from AEW events. Just saying. She beat like she beat the shit out of her and laid her out, but she should definitely be banned. She should be she should be banned. And officially voting to ban Jamie Hader from all AEW events. So no more. But why, Viper? Why? <laughs> she comes out looking like that. This I'm not I'm not allowing it. Not allowed. Won't allow it. That is too distracting. Too distracting. You gotta go. So then we had House of Black preview, and the House of Black is there, and they say we're just waiting for our last member. And right behind you see somebody that looks very familiar to Buddy Matthews. Yep. We have the Switchblade Jay White cut a promo. And his promo is basically him saying that he's going to murder um, Trent Moretta. And he was, and he basically brought up like the whole him and Kenny thing and like everything. And it's like, oh, like they're kind of teasing the future. Like, I don't know how long he's going to stay here. He's not officially here, but I don't know how many times he's going to come back and forth here. I mean, in Impact, he's currently feuding along with uh, Gorilla's Destiny with uh, um, the, hell, the Good Brothers over there. So, you know, it could be a long-running thing. Even though the Impact and AEW thing is over. But, you know. Yeah, but okay, so here's the thing. The Impact and New Japan thing is still a go because Impact has been very nice to them and they've been very nice to Impact. They've been they've been playing back and forth and just having fun. Like Impact in New Japan has been like their own little world. It's like it's been their own little fun thing because uh, like I said, a lot of the New Japan guys can't go back because of COVID. So they need somewhere to wrestle. So they've been wrestling on strong and impact. Like it, it AEW wants to use them like, hey, can we use this guy? They have to go through the channels and get to him. But like as far as Jay White, I'm cool with him being on other shows and like I mean like I'm not a huge fan of him being an AEW but like whatever like he's here like I feel like I feel like you don't just take like this super super shiny diamond and just put him in with like all the other like cubic zirconians I don't I don't think you should do that like you have just one great thing you're like yeah put it over here no no, you got a couple rubies and a couple onyxes and a couple rose quartz. Like you have, you have all the rose, but then you have Jay White with a diamond. And you stick him in with everybody else. He's he's outshining them. You're like, uh, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. I don't know, man. No, I feel you. But yeah, that was that. Then we started off with the one with the NXT, which was Vengeance Day. And we started off with Mandy Rose outside in a bikini, walking around, showing off. And then she sits down and she starts texting her girls. This, like, this literally 
this literally was just for the guys because she's looking all sexy. Then they go to Gigi. Gigi is in a negligee. She's on the bed. She has her feet out. So it's like you hit like two demographics right there. It's like, oh my God, sexy woman and feet. <laughs> like you have that. Then you have JC and they're just like all over JC's body. And it's like, dude, what? Like, what is happening? This whole thing was just like total toxic detraction to everybody. It's like, what is happening? And they're basically running down the cart and they're like, ladies, pose with the belts. Ooh. And it's like, what is happening here? It was so weird. It was so weird. <laughs> like, I know a lot of people that really like it, but it was so weird. It was so fucking weird. So, I, in, part. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't want to miss the part if you've seen it. You'd be like, no, nah, this is uh, actually uh, kind of hot. And I'm like, this it's a thing. And, like, I know people are like, Oh, it's because you're hate of Mandy. It's like, no, like, like, it's not even the hate of Mandy. It was just like, it just wasn't, like, I didn't expect it and it wasn't the place where I was expecting it. And it was like, uh, yeah, okay, it's, it's a thing. Like, it's supposed to be their, like, kind of quote unquote pay per view, kind of, sort of. Um, no, it's just like, no, it's not a pay-per-view. It's just a live show because their pay-per-view is like stand and deliver and shit. So, like, this is just a live show. So a special live show? Yeah, it's it, a special. It, it, was, it was, you know, Vengeance Day and whatever, so no, it's you don't special. expect it like that there. You know? Yeah, but like like I said, it was like, it got the, the guys and some of the girls talking like, oh, this is actually attractive. I, I liked it. Just like another segment that they had later on that we're going to talk about. Like, I liked it, but didn't expect it on this show. But yeah, continue. Yeah. But then we had the cage weapon match with Pete Dunn versus Tony D'Angelo. It was a match. I'm not going to say it was really good. It was a match. I kind of like zoned out halfway through it. And. Pete Dutterson did win. So, this was mid. <laughs> yeah, it was. So, then we had uh, Cora J. Raquel Gonzalez sketch. This, this, is, this is the part that I was talking about. Like, this belonged in a regular show, and this wasn't a regular show. Mind you, I enjoyed it. So I'm not complaining. It just felt weird yeah, but- that it. Yeah. But you have to remember, these are just like TV shows and not the yeah. actual yeah. So they're doing this. Raquel wakes up, Cora, and they're doing training. And it's like, it is so fucking apparent that it's like, Cora is just like this star. And it's like, this is like, you see it. It's right there. Like, she's jumping off the screen, like with her charisma. And it's just like something about her. like, she has it. It's something about her that like stands out in the crowd. It's like she has it. I was like, it was great. I loved it. Like I told you, this vignette made it look like a total loser, lazy, clumsy, yada yada yada, right? Mm-hmm. She's gonna wind up winning the like the fucking like matches 
like without Raquel. Or Raquel's gonna yes. do a little something, but she's gonna wind up winning. So yes. I'll be surprised if they win the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. So then we had Toxic Distraction versus Persia and G um Indy. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna call the dude out because dude is like dude is all over Twitter. Everybody caught you. You got caught in 4K. I'm gonna call you out, but I'm also gonna say you're not wrong. Cause when Gigi was coming out, dude stopped what he was doing on camera and looked. Just like total look. I'm just gonna say, you're not wrong. You're not <laughs> wrong. Like I'm not I'm not mad at you. You're not wrong. You got caught, but you're not wrong. You could have been a little more subtle, but you're not wrong. Fuck it, I'll get caught too. Like I said, you're not wrong. But you got caught. That's it. <laughs> so they had the match, and I actually thought Persia and Indy was going to win this match. I really did for some reason. Yeah. But Toxic Extraction actually won. I actually mm-hmm. wanted them to win Persia and Indy, but mm-hmm. in the end, I'm glad they didn't. Well, they yeah. So yeah, like that. That's the thing. So then we had, um, what is her name? I forgot her name. A Mary Miller backstage, yeah. and she's like, "Wendy, come on, be my tag team partner. Be my tag team partner. Come on, be my tag team partner." And Wendy's like, "Well, I don't know." And so, so she like she says, "I'll get back to you." Amari walks away, and Wendy just goes, "Yeah," and gives her a thumbs down. She's like, "I need a tag team partner." And she sees Dakota Kai. And she goes, "Hello," and she goes over to Dakota Kai. This like, this like, this solidified me as like a huge fan of Wendy because like mm-hmm. she is like something about her is just like her character is dope. It, it's just really fun. And she's like telling like she's telling Dakota. She's like, "Yo, me and you team up. Yo, what's up?" And Dakota keeps looking over to the side. Was like, she's like, hey, um, should I team up with her?" I don't know. It's like Wendy's like, uh, okay, well when you two get this cleared up, uh, I'll be waiting. Okay? <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, Wendy, like, she had the it factor, like she played this character perfectly and the character she had before this, in my opinion at least, was perfect. You know what I mean? Like, she could do anything, I think. Any type of character. Yeah, she like she had like she has it. She's another one, just like Cora, just like jumps off the screen. Like they have it. Like they have it. It's like something about them just pours out. They have it. Like a and like, yeah, they just have something. Like Mellow, Mellow has it. Mellow and Trick have it. Like they have uh-huh. it too. And it's like, damn, like they're really, like they really have it. Yep. So then we have broke money at the bar, <laughs> and the dude is talking, and he's talking about his date with Caden Carter, and he said, "Dude, she said she loves me like a brother," and he was like, "Dude, that's not good." So he, he's like, "He's like, he's like bartender lady, come over here." And he tells her what she said, and she's like, dude, you got friend zone. 
He's like, no. I actually enjoyed that. I enjoyed yeah. that. It was real. Like, it was really cool. Like, and the bad part is they're starting to grow on me. Like they like they're literally starting to grow on me. I'm like, okay, I see. I see what the appeal was. I see that. Yeah. So then we have the dumbest segment here. L.A. Knight comes out to get arrested. Dumbass Grayson Waller comes out and says, all right, guys, time to arrest him. And then he's like, well, you can't arrest me. Wait, why can't you arrest him? Because you violated a restraining order and you hit me. Wait a minute. No. So that means the restraining order is broken. Oh, no. And then they just start fighting. It's like, what the fuck is this? What was the point? Like, this is so stupid. This is so stupid to you, right? Yeah, is this realistic? Because I've seen other segments similar to this, right? Mm-hmm. Where the cops fuck around and arrest the other person, like Grayson Waller, would hey got arrested. Okay, that like that is a wrestling thing. That's more but, of a wrestling thing where they just go, "Oh, you violated." Well, we're arresting you because you violated the violation. <laughs> like, oh no, I'm in trouble. In the real world, that's not how it works. Like, oh. if like if I had a restraining order on you and I went over to your house and beat the shit out of you and then said you violated the restraining order because I have the restraining order on you, they'd be like, oh, well, then he's in the wrong. He's getting arrested. Haha. <laughs> and like, it would take... But yeah, you would get arrested and then like years later, when they review the case over the judge, they'd be like, well, you went over to his house to fight him. So, I mean, after arresting him for six to eight months, we'll let him out because you violated that. So now it's nullified. I'll keep that in mind when you actually do have a restraining order on me. I'll have one on you at the same time, so we're even. (laughs) Yes, it just nullify everything. Basically. So then we have a backstage segment with Indy and Dexter comes and grabs Indy and they leave. And then Duke Hudson, he takes Persia Parada and they both leave. So... This yeah. year is why I'm glad that they lost because, like, this would not be a thing if they had to take the titles. I mean, it could have been because, like, what if they would have celebrated and that would have happened? Eh, I mean, yeah, yeah, because they, they could still do the dissension thing. Yeah. But this makes it faster, I guess. Mm hmm. So we had a match of the night here, which was Mellow versus Cameron Grimes, baby, for the North yeah. American Championship. This match was really good. Like, really good. Like, they both could go, but for some odd reason, they exceeded my expectations. Yeah, it's like, Mello really has been not missing his shots. He's really been shooting. Like, it's not a gimmick anymore. <laughs> nope, not at all. And Grimes, Grimes have always been good. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so I know this is 
like this isn't a thing but if you're like looking at it through like every different avenue and metrics like you would like kind of see it and be like huh was that a thing okay. so they did the they did the dusty thing for the dusty cup classic and they kind of did like this whole dusty robes thing and they pulled it back and it was like wait a minute like they don't usually do this and it yeah. was like did they do that because of the Cody thing or like was this like just a regular thing I'm gonna say the Cody thing cause that was like kind of off or whatever it was nice mind you like I'm not complaining mm-hmm. now, I doubt you're complaining too but like it had the minute Cody thing like basically like sweet and see see we're praising your dad. We're talking about your dad, see? Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. It was like, it felt like it was like, hmm, huh, like, every, this is kind of a little bit extra. Yeah. And then we went backstage to talk for the women because it was Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai who get along very well more than Kaylee, I mean, Io Shirai and Zoe Kravitz. Private? What the fuck? Sorry, whatever. Zoe, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so, I see, I see, um, them eventually going heel and beating up Zoe when Zoe comes back. Yes. So then we did have the finals of the tag team tournament. This actually was also second match of the night because they fucking tore it up. The Creed Brothers and MSK. Mm-hmm. They fucking tore it up. Like, I was like, I was kind of expecting, but I wasn't expecting the match to be this good. I was like, oh shit, this is actually really fucking good. Like, with all due respect, Wesley's mm-hmm. a fucking psychopath. Like, he tried to kill himself a couple times in this match. <laughs> yes. And the Creed Brothers. Yes. Yeah, the Cree brothers are awesome. They won the match, and it was like, okay, well, goddamn. Can't wait to see them against the Imperium. Oh, that's going to be so sexy. Yes. And speaking of sexy, it was a Nikita Lyons promo. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Yippers! Yeah, I've I've already exceeded my thirst limit earlier, but like, you know what? Fuck it. Just yeah, she's she's got something. She's got something. They're right. All of those like all of those people are right. She's got something. That's it. She's got something. That's the tweet. <laughs> yes. So then we had Imperium. And Gunther come out, and Gunther was talking, and they're still calling him Walter. But he's like, No, it's Gunther, it's Walter. So Solo Sokoa comes out, and he's like, I want to fight you. Okay. okay. And it was funny because, like, in my mind, I'm like, He's outnumbered, but then also it's like, He's not outnumbered. Because he could call his brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Because something was very apparent that it could happen because 
Dolph Ziggler showed up right after this with his toxic detraction shirt because he's following Mandy everywhere she goes. And he's talking about how he wants to be NXT champion. Okay. So it could very well happen. Yeah. Yes. I'm fine so, with that, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we get to the main event, which is Santos Escobar, with his tribute to the LWO, the LDR thing for Legado del Fantasma, or Revolution, whatever the R stands for. No, it's, it, I think it is LDF. I'm actually just dyslexic. But yeah, that, and he came out and he had a poncho on. Then he took it off and he had on tribute Eddie Guerrero tights. Fucking awesome. Yeah, like, I, I was kind of upset. And like, you would think after you made that comment, I'm upset about the, the tights and whatever. Mm-hmm. No. That made me like him more, so I'm upset at the fucking outcome of the match. Continue. <laughs> well, you knew this was going to happen. Yeah, that, that that's why I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset as soon as I saw him with the Eddie Tice. Like, I like you more now. I've always liked him, but I like him more now. But a thing that stood out to me, like, immediately, like, mm-hmm. Santos is standing in there against Braun Breaker, and it's like, He's standing opposite of Braun, and you're looking at Santos, and you're like, how is he not on a main roster or pushed to a different level? This guy has the whole physique, the look, everything. He speaks perfect English. You want somebody that can steal the Spanish crowd? You have him. He's right there. I've been saying this for the longest. When people was like, Sammy Kavara is in that city. It's like, we said it on the podcast. It's Santos Escobar. He has everything. He literally has every drop of everything that you wish that you could have in a second coming to Eddie Guerrero. And this is not us being like racist and going, oh, we're like, we're, we're not doing a Jericho where every Spanish guy is the, is the next Eddie Guerrero. It's, <laughs> no. It's a certain flair and a certain work ethic that you have to have and Santos has it. And it's like, Doug, like, how is he not, like, how is he not just, like, start, like, the start of the fucking show? Like, he fucking put in the work. He, like, was already a certain body type, but he put in the work in the gym, and he tracked his progress was like, look, this is me getting leaner and leaner and leaner. He got to a fucking look that is just like, oh, he's fucking perfect. Like, he's the type of guy that, like, I swear to God, like, if he gets released and AEW doesn't call him the second his name is called, it's something wrong with this whole entire world. Exactly. Because like, he is ready to be up on him, you know? Because he has it. Like, that's the thing. Like, he has what everybody thinks Andrade had. Like, Andrade fell the fuck off after NXT. He just, like, got complacent in WWE. Like, when he was on Raw, he just started to be like, meh, I don't really have to do much. I just, <laughs> whatever. And he just fell the fuck off. And everybody's like, he's so good. He's still so good. He had matches in AEW, and people were like, meh, he, he kind of sucks. He's, like, he's literally in a few. Like, he cost Darby Allin 
the match against Sammy Guevara, we didn't even finish that. I totally just skipped it and went over it. Darby Allen lost to Sammy Guevara because of him. And it's like, no, but that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. he's so forgettable. You know what I mean? Yeah. The same man, he's like kind of like a, like, I don't know if I'm racist for saying this or whatever, but like, he's in the same line of fucking Alberto Del Rio, where like, you forget he's like a champion, which Andres not a champion right now. So I'm talking about fucking Alberto, you know? Like, yeah. Forgettable people. They, they don't well, have the impact that we were talking about. Right. But you get away with saying that because you are Spanish and you can say that. So you get away. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but back to the Central Cisco and Braun Breaker match. It was a really good match until mm-hmm. Ziggler got in it and Ziggler super kicked Braun. And Santos couldn't pin him and it was just like uh, and of course you know Braun Breaker finally wins and it's like uh, okay well whatever oh Ciampa came in for a save too yeah all that kind of ruined it for me a little bit yeah it did it did for me too yeah it was alright yeah it was alright but it like it ruined it for me it was I totally wanted Santos to do more, but it's like, yeah, because yeah, you know he wasn't winning, but at the very least, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we have Monday Night Raw. It started off with Bob Lash, and he's calling out all his other opponents for the Elimination Chamber. They all come out one by one. They all start talking and they're blah, 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 and yada, yada, yada. And then Brock comes out last. And Brock comes out, and it was so fucked up because as soon as Brock came out, you can tell who was like, okay, I understand the assignment. And everybody starts slowly backing off like, I'm just going to slide out of the ring. And this motherfucker dumbass Austin Theory comes up to Brock and he gets murdered for it. It's like that was I, your I, fault. I, I have to correct you on one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like fucking Seth, like I only saw two Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. He went out there gently, like no, but I don't want nothing to do. He walked out. Motherfucking Riddle. He mm-hmm. said fuck that shit and eliminated himself from the fucking Royal Rumble. He dipped out, jumped over the top rope, he disappeared, you didn't see him since. <laughs> but the funny part was like, you didn't see AJ leave, because AJ <laughs> slid out the ring too, and like, he was like, alright, I'm just gonna go over here. <laughs> so yeah, it was like, these motherfuckers, they knew what was up. Riddle was the funniest, though. <laughs> so then we had the Street Profits versus Dolph Ziggler and um, Robert Roode. And Ciampa was doing commentary. Ciampa threw water in Dolph's face, helped them lose. And they're like, okay. Well, that solidifies their feud. We have the arcade Broga party in the back. And they're just doing stuff. And Whatever, yeah. Randy, Randy part of it. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say Randy didn't want any part of that. So 
I was like, okay, well, that's the thing. I'm not mad at it. It's, it was weird. Didn't wasn't, wasn't mad at it. We had AJ Styles versus um, Damian Priest come up, but then we had a thing backstage. It was Kevin Owens, and he started talking about Texas and like him being in Dallas. Here's the funny part: like last week, it happened. Like he was talking about Texas and how much he loved Texas, and then all of a sudden, he tweeted out something about Texas. And, like, they said, does Texas love Kevin Owens? And, like, to me, like, all right, to me, it was already audible in my head. Like, why does he keep talking about this? What is the Texas connection? What is the Texas connection? And, like, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. And just, like, as that's going on, it pops up. was like, yo, Steve Austin is going to wrestle Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. I was like... Oh, that's why that happened. He was setting up for the Stone Cold thing. It's so apparent. Oh. Makes sense. Because, like like I said, last week, he mentioned Texas in an offhanded remark. And it was like, oh, that's a thing. And then, like, this week when you found out that Stone Cold is coming, and then this whole, his beef with Texas is like, that's why it makes sense. That's why it makes sense. I'm like, okay, got it now. I understand. I understand. It's going to be into like the stunner thing too. You know, yeah. I think that's exactly why it's going to happen with him and Kevin because it's going to be the stunner. This is stunner off. Yeah. So we had a match that was it wasn't pointless, but to me, it just was really stupid because it was a good match, but it was stupid in the concept of the match. U.S. title match, AJ Styles versus Damian Priest. Damian Priest gets the win, but it's like, it was stupid. It was very stupid. Especially AJ's going into the elimination chamber, like, you know? Yeah. Who was thinking of this? Yeah. So then we have another promo that I can't find a skip button. And <laughs> the doctor is there and he's talking to Alexa. He's like, I have your toy. Do you want me to fill up your toy? I can fill up your toy. And it can be just like last time. Do you want it like that? And she's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then they cut. And we go to almost for some reason. Because almost is facing the hurt locker business in a handicap match. It's like, um, sure, sure. Just to be clear, the hurt locker is the one, the one that was handicapped in this fucking match. <laughs> yeah, no, because he beat the shit out of both of them. <laughs> so then we get, then we get the scene. We get the setup to the scene. We get Reggie and Dana on a date for Valentine's Day. Mm. Mm. Oh, so beautiful. Yes. So we get a contract signing, and this is what this is why I don't understand what people are like. Some people like don't have lives. Like they don't have lives outside of wrestling because like this actually was so stupid. Because 
Lita's signing a contract and Lita's like, I got one more run with me as a title. I mean, as a champion. It's like, okay, cool. And Becky comes out looking very disheveled and like, like she hasn't slept and she looks like a bum. I'm not even going to lie. I find that like super hot. I don't know yeah. why. Don't I judge agree. me. Like she, like she came out and she looked like super hot. I was, I was like, oh God. Not but, judging. Agreeing. <laughs> The funny part was like people was like, "Why is Becky like this? It doesn't make any sense. Like, why would she be upset that she has to face Lita?" It is like, are you not listening? Like, or do you not know what these cues are? She's saying she hasn't slept and she's so sad. And people are like, "Why? You're the champion. What? That doesn't like." Oh, it's because Lita's getting in the way of her going to WrestleMania. That's not it. She's in the shovel because Lita is her idol. Lita is somebody she looks up to. She doesn't want to kill Lita. She knows she's going to kill Lita because you're not going to take my title. This is my title. This is my thing. You're not going to stop me. I don't want to do this to you. I love you. You're somebody I admire. This has got me up all night because I can't sleep because I'm going to have to kill you. You're the person I idolize. I'm going to have to murder you. As the days go by, I know it's getting closer to me murdering you. I can't wrap my head around this. This is keeping me up at night. I'm so I'm so broken because I have to kill my own idol. Please just don't have this match. Don't have this match with me, please. I don't want to do this. And for somebody who doesn't understand what that would be like, it's like, how? Like, you missed that whole cue? Like, you claim to go outside, but you do nothing but just, like, sit here and watch wrestling and have no outside interactions. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's so stupid. Nah, it makes perfect fucking sense. Like, even if you do just watch wrestling, like, it's understandable. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, because they're like, no, because... She's stopping her from having a title reign all the way to WrestleMania. No, it's not. It's like you have somebody you idolize, your your uncle or somebody. You have to beat the shit out of them because they're standing in the way of something that you want. But you don't want to fight them and you know that you're going to have to fight them. You know that you're going to have to kick their ass. You're sad because you're getting sadder every night. You're up because you're like, I have to fight this motherfucker. I have to fight this motherfucker. The person that I idolize, I have to punch him in the face. Like, I don't want to do that. Please just say no and leave. Just fucking leave. But no. No, no. Everybody's like, oh, she's stopping the title ring. That's why she's angry. Oh, that's a thing. It's like, no. And I want to say she pretty much, like, faded this last week, too. So, like, it's pretty clear. She not only said that, she said that in that promo. This, yes. this is why I'm up. I don't want to hurt you. Mm-hmm. So that was a thing. Then we had the woman's gauntlet. And the gauntlet was to see who has the last spot in the elimination chamber. And it started off with Rhea Ripley versus Nikki Ash. She beat the shit out of Nikki Ash. Then she fought Liv Morgan. She beat the shit out of Liv Morgan. Then she had a tough time, but she did beat Dewdrop. So last but not least, here comes Bianca Belair, and they're going at it. They're going back and forth. 
having a really good match for Rhea being in there for as long as she was in there and still having this like great match with Bianca at the end it was like oh this is actually dope like Rhea can still go mm-hmm. and she wins I mean she loses actually Did she lose? Uh, you don't. You don't remember. I, I don't remember to be honest with you. I want to say she did win. That sounds about right. Yeah, Rhea didn't win. Lost, Rhea lost, won. Lost. Wait, she lost. Rhea lost. I think so she Bi- lost. Okay, Bianca did win. So Bianca is going to be the last one in the spot. So yeah, that's the thing. Then we had the rest of the RK Broga party and Chad Gable and. Otis comes out and knocks all the shit over and is like, ah, no more party for you, bro. <laughs> like, I swear to God, that's what he said. I'm not even joking. I swear that's what he said. That sounds about right. And complete with the laugh. Yes. So, we have Reggie and Dana, and they get attacked, and they run off, and Dana is talking to Reggie, and Reggie is trying to say, yo, I want to be with you. I love you. You're like, you're like, I want to date you. And Dana goes, you're a friend. She basically friend zoned the fuck out of him. So Reggie was like, all right, well, let's shake hands. Reggie goes to shake her hand, slides around her, rolls her up, one, two, three, and wins back his title and runs off. And it was so funny, like, Everybody who was like, everybody who was mad at this was so mad because it's like, that's so stupid. It's like, no, you've never been in that situation in your life, then, where you had somebody that you really liked and you told them that you loved them. It's like, yo, I want to be with you. And they just immediately friends on you. And then you just like, all right, whatever, bye. And like, you've never been in that situation. You've never been that shitty guy. Because he definitely was that shitty guy. It's like, you've never been that? Like, you can't be, like, that super awesome where you're like, I've never done that. Two of the funniest parts of this are true. Mm-hmm. Happy Valentine's Day. And then, like, the guy comes, like, the waiter comes with the fucking check. Like, Dana had to pay for the check, too. Pay that for the funny. dinner. <laughs> that was so funny. So... Then we get a fucking tag team match with the Mysterios in the Alpha Academy. And it's like, okay. And then Maurice and Miz walk out. And of course, Alpha Academy win with the Miz's help to set up Miz versus Rey Mysterio in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. That's fine. And the funny part about that is, like, before they even announced the match, as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, this is going to lead into a match. My dumbass was like, oh, it's going to lead into a match at WrestleMania. Nah, it's leading into the match at um, Elimination Chamber. Then, oh, God. Yes. So then we have back in the fucking therapist's office, the doctor has used Alexa's toy and... Alexa is now happy and she's she's ready to go out. She's ready to leave. I swear to God, like 
I must have fast forward too much because I missed this part because we just got to the end of it and like it was like yeah thank you you made me so happy dog she had on different clothes than what she had on in the beginning so like I said I must have fast forward way too fast and then at the, yeah and then at the end she played with the dodge balls and then she left and also right after that she says I'm the sixth person in the elimination chamber. Ha ha! Uh, okay. Well, that's a ha ha, I guess. Yeah, that's that part is cool. That she's gonna be in the elimination chamber. So. Okay, because you think that she's abandoning her darkness and going back to her cutesy wootsy, daisy doopsy. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was funny I don't know yet because like as of right now it seemed like it's going to be like a weird combo like Undertaker's Trinity type of thing but I don't know like you know that saying like hope for the um, what is it hope for the best but expect the worst <laughs> so that that's where my mind at right now I'm expecting okay. them to go back on it but you know hopefully they don't Okay, MJ. Yeah, like I'm like I'm gonna say we're not gonna know exactly what she is completely until after Elimination Chamber. Cause like Elimination Chamber, you have to remember everybody is going to be all covered up. You're not gonna know what her actual gimmick is until she gets back on. So don't worry. Not till raw. Did they go to like Come back like right after. Um, yeah, no, 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 she's gonna be back on Raw. Okay. So then we had Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton. It was a good match until the end where Riddle and Alpha Academy come out and all those guys come out and fuck everything up. And then Seth actually gets the win, and it's like mm, the fuck, like it's too much. Like you could have just had a clean win, but like eh, whatever. Yeah, interference is not always needed. Yes. So, throw us out there. Two scenarios spinning out of this match and okay. spinning out of some other stuff. Just okay. two. Two scenarios. How about long-term booking storytelling? You have Randy versus Cody, WrestleMania 38. How do you feel about that? I'm okay with that. I don't think they've, they've ever had, like... A good one-on-one match, because I want to say they had, like, a jobber match where Cody lost quick or whatever, maybe interference mm-hmm. or something. Yes. Because this is a whole different Cody, so, like, it would be good. Yes. See, um, like, I would be for that, but there's another mm-hmm. one. <clears throat> what about Seth versus Cody? You know what? That's never happened before, and that's going to be fucking awesome. Yes. I actually prefer that one. Yes. So, yeah, like, that's the thing. So, okay. There's supposed to be another Steve Austin size superstar surprise coming to WrestleMania. Who do you think it is? Steve Austin size star. Like, everybody's like, oh, it has to be The Rock. But, like, he would only be there just to, like, set up the match for next year. And he's... I would think the purpose is bigger than Stone Cold, so... 
Yeah. How do you say Triple H? Like, that's what I like. That's what I was thinking too. But like at the same time, Hunter is like, you know, I don't want to say like, oh, he's he's this and that. But like, I mean, yeah, understandable. Same but like that would that would also be a fucking huge ass thing. You have Hunter show up, and then he faces Cody, and everybody would be like, oh my god, what the fuck does actually happen? Oh, that yeah. would like that would actually be fucking cool. But. Mm-hmm. I automatically just jump to Shawn Michaels because I'm like Shawn shows up that'd be great I know people are like what do you mean if Shawn showed up and they gave him either the right opponent or just like just let him fuck around and just like do some dumb shit it's in Texas Shawn Michaels is from Texas like that's the first person I'm going to other than The Undertaker it's Shawn Michaels like it's Texas like it's Texas. It's like right there. That's actually perfect. Only reason I didn't think of him is because like his last match. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm this is just me from like somebody who just loves doing stuff. If yeah. my last something that I did, even though I came out of retirement for, my last something was like not so my standards, not as good as I wanted. I want to outdo it. I want to fix it. I want to fix this shit so bad. So, yeah, exactly. So that's why it's like Sean would be a strong possibility. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yes. And before we go, I do want to say that WWE did reach out to Roxy. And she should be coming into WWE. Well, it's like a few things. And she should be coming into WWE soon. Also, AEW signed 16-year-old wrestler Nick Wayne. And I know you're like, what the fuck, a 16-year-old? Nick Wayne, dad was Buddy Wayne, who was a wrestler. He was an indie wrestler, and he was like, he's trained a lot of people. He he passed away a few years ago. Nick Wayne is his son. And his son has been wrestling in the Defy. He's been wrestling there for a little while. And on Sunday, or I think it was Sunday, it was Sunday or Saturday, he had a match against Christopher Daniels. He lost, and then Darby Allen came out and offered him a contract to AEW. So That's when cool. he turns 18, he's going to be part of AEW. And I'm just like, okay, like, I have like, I actually have no bad takes with that. Because... No. Like he's actually kind of like he's actually kind of good, and it's like I have no bad takes for that, like none at all. I'm like, all right, yeah. So, last thing, uh-huh. well, two last things. Two hundred five live is dead. Renegade has gotten his that. witch. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna bring that. Yes. Yeah. It is now called Level Up, which actually brings me to my wish that friend of the show, Quinn McKay, is now signed to WWE. And she will be the announcer on Level Up. So, there. That's this WWE, week. This is an mm-hmm. NXT property, too? Yes. Yeah. It is definitely an NXT property. Because, oh. like, it's basically what 205 was in the last couple of months. But it's just basically... Them using NXT wrestlers on 205 Love 
but none of them was 205 Live, and a lot of them were girls. And it's like, because okay. it was like at the point where it's like, dude, it's no reason for any of this. Like yeah. the fuck, there's no reason for this. Like, why are we? Like, why are we at this this thing? Why? Like, okay, I think the judge was there. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, why? Like, why are we here? So yeah, it's like that's where that's where we're at. So you know, yeah. you know, I know. So, yeah, this like so this was a huge packed long show and um we've got a lot more to cover later on this week so yeah we'll be back <laughs>